Counterspin Media presents the New Zealand 2023 election special. It's time to pick the winner. Leighton Baker, leader of the Leighton Baker Party. Welcome to the show. Oh, g'day, Hannah. Thank you so much for having us on. Pleasure to be here. Excellent. Now, you have been in politics for a long time. You are the former leader of the New Conservative Party. What made you branch out and start your own party this time around? Um, I actually got sacked from the New Conservatives after the last election. Uh, first time I've been um, dismissed, actually, and saved me a fortune, which was quite nice. And But at the beginning of this year, I was sitting in my office doing my GST returns, and someone rang up and said, hey, look, a poll's come out, and it has you down as um, 3.9% want you as Prime Minister, which... Uh, it was very flattering, of course, but uh, I wasn't in a party. So I thought, well, we'll have to stand as an election simply because that many people want us to. And when it came to a party name, um, it came down to the fact that what else did we have? We, had, we haven't got a whole lot of money. Um, and so we had to use what was in our hand, which was the name. So we've used the name for brand recognition, and that's why we kicked it off. But I've been in politics for a while sit around the topic of democracy because we saw quite some time ago that we were losing our democracy. Instead, we seem to have elected dictators and every three years we seem to get a new one, but it doesn't give us our freedom and we're losing more and more all the time. Okay, before we get into your specific party policies, a question that um, I've been asking all the leaders is, would you consider actually joining potentially the Umbrella Party or, you know, unifying somehow to make a united front forward? Yeah, look, we do get asked that a lot and never say never. For me at the moment, it's almost like if you put all the people that are challenging the government on their uh, lack of freedom or lack of democracy in one boat, it's only one iceberg or one torpedo and that whole boat's blown to bits and you've got no representation. I believe there's actually so many people out there in New Zealand that are tired of the parties that we have in government at the moment that there's plenty of room for plenty of parties. But either way, having a whole lot of different groups all coming at the government gives a lot more focus and a lot more voice uh, to the topic that we're talking about, which is you know lack of democracy, lack of freedom, breach of the human rights, breach of our bill of rights, um, overseas interests taking control of New Zealand, et cetera, et cetera. So having a whole lot of voices saying that from different directions, I believe, is, is a good idea at this stage. And um, would you potentially work with other parties, like on the freedom side, uh, and accommodate each other to stand down your candidates if, you know, you felt like there was someone else stronger from another party represented and vice versa? Absolutely. Our whole mandate in regards to politics is it's not meant to be about ruling, it's meant to be about serving. The whole thing is meant to be about the government providing a safe place for people to reach their full potential. And so, you know, if there's better people, I think most of the parties would struggle to find someone better than Wendy Gillespie, who we've got standing about plenty. Uh, she's an absolute legend. We've got so many different skills that would be just perfect for contesting in Parliament. So people like that, I, I believe, should really be in there. Um, you know, I, I'm a builder by trade, so I'm easily replaced. But people like Winnie Gillespie would be amazing, and I'd love to see her in there. So how many candidates are you actually standing this election? At, at this moment, at the moment, we're only standing two, which is uh, Wendy and myself. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. And uh, which electorate are you in again? I'm in the Waimakariri, so that's just outside of Crosshurch, so not far from you. Um, but, yeah, just north of Crosshurch. Excellent. Now, um, okay, one other thing actually that we, we may as well try and clarify because this has been 
um, going around. It's this five percent thing. You know, people are trying to say that if you vote for a minor party, it's a wasted vote because the electoral commission will then reallocate that vote to the parties that do meet the threshold, either through the five percent or by getting an electorate seat. Now, from my understanding, and please correct me if I'm wrong, um, what it actually is, is if the party doesn't meet the 5% threshold and they don't get an electorate seat, their votes are simply discarded and it's the 120 parliament seats that are then divided up into the parties that actually did meet the threshold. How do you understand it? Yeah, that's right. So the parties that meet the threshold, that's taken as being 100%. So it's almost like a put the refresh button. They're taken as 100%. And you divide the 120 MPs up amongst that 100%. So it's reasonably simple. Yeah. And so, what's your answer to people when they say uh, voting for a minor party is just a wasted vote? Um, I think if you vote for someone you don't trust, you wasted your vote. Because even if you get what you voted for, you didn't get what you wanted. And that's what we've seen in the last election. Uh, we've got a whole lot of people that strategically voted, they say, and look what they got. And they're so gutted by it that they're deserting it in folds. Why is that? Because they didn't vote for what they trusted. They didn't vote for what they thought was real or what they thought was genuine. They didn't vote for the people they truly believed in. Uh, they got sucked into voting in a strategic way and it bit them. And so really the only wasted vote is, one, if you don't vote, because if you don't vote, you supported the people that won. And two, if you vote for anyone you don't trust, because then you've empowered people you don't trust to have authority over you. And to me, that's just crazy. Yeah, I tend to agree. People are trying to say, oh, you know, vote strategically, don't vote, you know, out of emotion. But I think that voting strategically, like you say, for a party that you don't necessarily believe in, that doesn't represent your values and your principles, is actually a fear-based vote because you're simply trying to vote for that one to stop the other ones getting in. So, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you on that point. Thanks for clarifying that. Um, you become a self-fulfilling if- prophecy, don't you? That's right. And I think, um, you know, a lot of the minor parties, like even ACT, the Greens, they all started, they didn't always necessarily reach the 5%, 5% threshold or even get an electric seat. So they all started as very minor parties and look where they are now. So, you know, parties like yourself or any of the other uh, freedom parties, you know, actually do have a real shot at this. Yeah. And, and if you look at the last election, I think 18% never voted, 7% voted for a party that didn't get in. So it's 25% of the votes. That's five minor parties in at 5%. I mean, th- there's plenty there. And then this year round, like, we're hearing it on mainstream media where people are going, man, I don't know who to vote for. I, I, I definitely don't want Labour in. I don't trust the Nats. I don't know who to vote for. This, that's right across the board in New Zealand. So the reality is if everyone voted for people they trust, we'd see a whole lot more parties in Parliament. That would uh, disseminate the power in Parliament. That would give us a better democracy. That would mean that all the ideas that are put forward in Parliament would be contested rather than what we see at the moment where the government that's on the way up, it is going to be booted out any day now, are ramming through policies under urgency. That's got nothing to do with democracy. That's just rampant ideology being rammed down our throats. And that that stops when they have to um, negotiate and discuss and debate with other parties before they can put policy through. Yeah, and the media is saying this is an election for the minor parties to win because, like you say, the... Uh, Labour and Nats, they're just hemorrhaging votes and they're not switching over to the other side. They're actually just deserting both the, the main parties. So um, how are you finding cut through with the mainstream media? Obviously, you you know, you know did well in that preferred prime minister poll. I, I mean, are you getting much um, traction there? And how are you actually reaching those mainstream people that may not have heard your message before? 
Uh, we're getting no cut through in the mainstream media at all, zero. Uh, we've gone for some big digital billboards, and the messaging has been very, very, very simple. Um, on the really big ones we put in the main centres, it just says they lied. And uh, that's really just getting people to question, oh, what do they lie about? And there's just so many answers to that question. So uh, we're really just trying to get people to ask questions themselves and think a little bit harder about what's really going on in Parliament. And so that's the challenge to put out there. And then it's the conversations, it's the one-on-one -on -one conversations with people or groups about what is going on and what they can do to make a change. Yeah, that mainstream media, they are really, they've really got a lot of um, answering to do, quite frankly. Now, what are some of the main policies that you want people to know about your party? Look, the idea behind our party, we don't, I didn't want to start a party. I actually wanted just to stand as an independent and have other people stand as independents around New Zealand and then us all, because if we stand as an independent, we're actually not beholden to a party. At the moment, it's party politics. So if you're on a party list, then your wages, your income is determined by the party leader how far up the list you are, whether you've actually got a job. Whereas if you are just an independent, it's just you and you're, you're putting through what the people around you, your constituents want you to say. So the idea was to have independence and every electorate and then come together under an umbrella for the party vote. You can't do that in New Zealand. Uh, they would all have to be parties, which is a heck of a lot of hard work. So that's why we formed the party. The idea behind the Labour Baker Party is not to actually build a whole lot of policy ourselves because our idea is to serve the people. So I believe policy should come from the people. So good law, sh it should be necessary, right? We shouldn't be passing laws we don't need. So good law should be necessary. It should be really easy to understand. It should be easy to implement. It should be easy to enforce. And it should achieve its desired results. So for that, you actually want the people involved to talk about it, debate, discuss it to refine it before it comes to law. So uh, for us, we've got guiding principles that any person at the party um, adhere to because policy should be debated vigorously. We shouldn't be coming up and just ad hoc throwing policy out there that we haven't really gone into a great depth. So it's not about throwing a whole lot of policy. It's about having a set amount of principles that all policy goes through uh, as gates, I suppose you might say. But, but to me... It's finding out what the people really want and what they think about things is critical if we're going to get our democracy and our freedom back. Yeah, and you were um, obviously part of the movement there in Wellington, you know, and you've been talking to people a lot for the last few years. What are the main concerns, you know, everyday Kiwis have got right now? Depends which everyday Kiwi you speak to, really. I guess a lot of them are saying, man, what direction is our country going in? Because it seems to be going the wrong way. So when I talk to people that are in the business sector, uh, it's just the controls and the regulation and the amount of time they spend filling out forms and bookkeeping. Uh, when you speak to your mum and dad investors, it's the lack of um, ownership or control they have over their own properties. So they're concerned about that, and that's why we see rental houses drying up. Uh, when we speak to renters, et cetera, it's just, it is the lack of opportunity or the lack of renting places to find. And then there's the whole cost of living crisis. But what, what it comes down to is people are going, the, the government is pushing us in the wrong direction. They're wasting way too much money. They're creating a massive bureaucracy and they're destroying the culture of New Zealand. So to change that, you actually have to disempower the government. Uh, central government has to have less responsibility and that needs to go out into the regions because that allows people in their region to decide what goes on in their region, to form the flavour of their region. 
Um, and it also means there's less chance for corruption because when all too much power is invested in one person, they can be manipulated or controlled or deceived in some way or other easily, and that affects the whole country. Whereas if you disseminate the um, power right throughout the country, then you lower the risk of that, and you give more opportunity for great Kiwis to have a say in what their communities look like. Yeah, and I can't um, finish this interview without bringing up the World Health Organization because I mean you're talking about grassroots, you know, Kiwis having a say, and that tends to be where the freedom movement is. You know, they're all kind of saying the same thing, and yet at the same time we've got the government actually doesn't matter if they're Labour or National being influenced by these offshore um, groups like you know the United Nations, World Economic Forum, World Health Organization, even to a degree you know the American um, government over there. What would your position be on the World Health Organization? Say you know, and they bring in if you know if there is another pandemic, pandemic next month, and the World Health Organization starts dictating to us what we should and shouldn't be doing. What would you do if you were in Parliament, if you were in power? Oh, look, we've been really clear that New Zealand's law shouldn't be dictated to by overseas interests. Uh, my concern with the World Health, World Health Organization is they're going away from being an advisory group to being a, a law-forming group and then an enforcement group, and that changes uh, dramatically who they are and the power they have. So there's no way that any international group should have authority over New Zealand. Um, New Zealand followed the same protocols and practices as just about every other country in the world in regards to COVID, and it was an abject failure. Uh, we've seen so many people hurt, so many people harmed, that didn't work. And, and for them to say, oh, we're so good at it, we're going to do it again, is, is naive, bizarre. And, and there's got to be more going on for the government to sign up to that because it just seems totally illogical that you'd give authority to any other group over your country. And and they're obviously not going to the people over it, are they? Um, they're not going to the people in New Zealand saying, hey, this is what we're doing, what do you think about it? There's none of that. It's just boom, boom, we'll ram it through. Well, yeah, that's the thing. There's no debate. Uh, the media aren't talking about it. Um, even the you know regulation changes to the international health regulations uh, and the plan- pandemic preparedness treaty. You know these things are all going on behind closed doors, and you know people who discuss them get labelled conspiracy theorists. But it's definitely all happening. And I mean, do you think we can ever hold anybody accountable for what's happened over the last three years? We'll struggle to find hold people accountable because they'll either do the bolt or their friends will actually cover for them. Um, I don't think the focus, I don't mind holding people accountable, but I don't think that wants to be our focus. Our focus has got to be how we get out from under the clutches of these groups and disempower them, how we actually get our freedoms back, you know, um, so that we can actually enjoy this beautiful country because this is an amazing country. And what we need to focus on is, one, empowering people to to be the best they can be. So whether that's um, teachers teaching or nurses nursing, our farmers farming, whether it's young people actually having uh, more scope or or options for them in regards to trade training. or So it's just allowing people to reach their full fruition rather than at the moment, which is all control. But when we were in Wellington last year, the thing that got me was just what an amazing sensation there was being on site. And it was because people were just working to their strengths. They weren't being told what to do. They were just being encouraged to get involved in whatever they could and do their best. And, man, what a difference it made. It was releasing. It was freeing. We saw people excel. Uh, and we saw thousands of people clothed, shell, uh, sheltered, fed. It was truly incredible. And that's the sort of society we want.
not one that's controlled from the top down, but one that provides an environment where people can flourish. And I guess that's our vision. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us. How can people uh, get involved in your campaign and follow along if they'd like to? Look, they can jump on the website, ladenbakerparty.co.nz. Um, they can follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, Instagram, all Laden Baker Party NZ. Um, they'll find us in any of those and just get involved. Look, the, the big difference we've got with our web, if they go right to the very bottom of the front page and it says join in, they can join in and the back end of it is really an ideas library. It's a place where they can share their expertise or their ideas on a range of different subjects because, like I said before, the wisdom of New Zealand is the solution to our issues and that's a place they can go and share what they know or understand on whatever topic it is. And it's not a closed forum, so we want anyone can jump on there and get those ideas, but it's about people being able to share their wisdom with the rest of us. So I'd encourage people to do that if they want to. Um, jump on the Laden Baker Party uh, in and then go to the bottom of it and, and get into that um, ideas library. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us. And hopefully we'll get to catch up with you as the campaign progresses and maybe uh, Wendy wants to come on as well. Oh, yeah, you'd really enjoy, Wendy. That would be fantastic. Thank you so much for uh, going to the effort to put these on. Well done, you. I hope it goes really well for you, and uh, enjoy that wee baby. Cheers. Thanks. Okay. Counterspinmedia.com.